1: Nomad's mission is to empower musicians across the globe with strategies for a sustainable career while blasting stereotypes, and to bring you tried and true wisdom from his colleagues in this crazy business we call music. Welcome to another episode of the Career Musician
2: Podcast. Today we're talking to Kurt Chambers, good buddy of mine and fellow guitar slinger, but also songwriter, producer, and country artist. Now, the cool thing about Kurt is that he blurs genre lines. As one of the in-house producers and songwriters with the Dr. Dre camp and Eminem, he is also pursuing his own artistry as a country singer, and you must check out his music because It is super dope. Right here on The Career Musician, Mr. Kurt Chambers. I am sitting here at Nomad's Place with none other than Kurt Chambers. What's up guys, how you doing? Dude, Kurt, so happy to have you here. Just, what, three, four nights ago, I met you in Nashville?
3: Yeah, yeah, and here we are in LA now. At the
2: (laughs) Babyface Charlie Wilson show. Now, I have a sneaky suspicion that I'm gonna catch you before you blow up. Uh, <laughs> so this podcast is going to turn to gold.
3: <laughs> that's definitely hope that's what this is right here. Yeah, that's absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. So
2: you're from Philly. Yeah.
3: Born and raised so in Philadelphia. So let's just start
2: there, man. Yeah. So what what happened? How did the music bug
3: me? Man, you know, it started it all started in church. I had a, a very nice. uh musically inclined family, a lot of great guitar players, a lot of uh, great um steel guitar players wow. and you know like um uh, uh, like uh, like folky sounding gospel soul music, if you will. There were, there were no keyboards around, so you had to you know be able to play a lot of chords on the guitar and really carry you know like the services in church stuff like that. Mm. It wasn't until later on in high school that I got into you know jazz and I started picking up the piano and the drums and all these other instruments and bass and all that stuff. Nice. So and that's where that's where it's pretty much got started in church and then it went from there and. Uh, I was that kid that had a weekly schedule you know I was sneaking in the bars before I could I wasn't really drinking but right. I was sitting in with the band and I would go to the five spot on Tuesday nights I would go to the jam spots on Wednesdays I would go on Thursdays you know I had a schedule I would have my mother's car every day every day it was, my, da- my dad thought I was you know Going out drinking because I would come in so late, and my eyes would be red. But it would just be from man just consuming so much just music and, yeah. and stud. I studied music every week. Man, church on Monday, the the Roots Club on Tuesdays, the the bar on uh, Island Broad and Avenue on Wednesdays. Oh, wow. You know, on Thursdays was probably some old other bar somewhere where they were playing, you know, the stylistics and everything. And then Fridays and Saturdays, you know, normal club, you know. But, uh, right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, dude,
2: that's awesome. Yeah, but that was So, awesome. so the the church and, and, and the street, the clubs brought you up musically. Yeah,
3: uh, yeah.
2: Ironically, very similar path here. <laughs> Only I started with Van Halen. Then oh, I nice. Got, then I got into the church and, and then later into clubs. But I think that's so <laughs> cool. I really think that's where you, the best way to cut your teeth is in the club scene, when
3: you agree yeah man i mean the old heads really taught you how to you know uh solo and just like sound good as a band in philadelphia we were taught early how to sound good as a unit Mm -hmm. you know it's great to be a great player and solo you know a bunch of play a bunch of notes and all that but man that wasn't the thing i came up around the roots and we were uh the guys that were sitting with them when they were out of town and they couldn't play for someone, they would call us and we had the opportunity to learn how to play and sound good as a band. We learned that in Philadelphia. Wow. That was the Philadelphia thing. How do you sound as a band? Let's play these hits together. Let's yeah. let's figure out all right what sonically, you know, what you know, what, what where your voice is coming from. Are you standing out of the the bass player's register, right. you know, and vice versa. So, you know, you know, in Philly that was our thing, you know, sounding good as a band. So it was a great opportunity to be
2: That's come so up awesome. in that did you did you become a what I like to call a career musician in Philly? Yeah. Or was that later in LA? No nah, like man then, so
3: you were yeah. gigging yeah.
2: and writing and playing and doing all that.
3: Yeah, yeah, I was working a lot in Philly, man. You know, I was working so much in Philly and then for me, um, Philly created the opportunity to come out to LA and, and work a lot. I came up with my boy Adam Blackstone. We wow. did our first gigs together. You know, me and Adam were nice. gigging together since college, our first year of college. So yeah, yeah. I just
2: interviewed him a couple months ago. Are you so, serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> it's full circle. I love Adam. Yeah, it's full circle. Dude, yeah, that's yeah. my
3: brother. Yo. Yeah. I, I promise you, we've done our first gigs together. You know, wow. like I, I've been working with Adam for years. Okay. And I mean, it's good, man. You know, we came out with the roots. You know, Questlove used to send cars to my my college to pick me up. You know, to play with them at venues and stuff and. Wow. That's how I got started. That's you know, cool. I know.
2: <laughs> so, you technically started with the roots then?
3: Yeah, I mean, I wasn't in the roots, but, you know, uh, I would play guitar when Ben Kenny was gone doing something, or, you know, before he went with Incubus, you know, and I was just kind of like the. You know the B call guy or the C call guy or whatever and I was playing with the Jazzy Fat Nasties at the time and we were touring we were opening up for the roots overseas wow so and I was frightened out of my behind because I was 18 years old and I was playing in a trio band opening for the roots like no keyboard player just drums bass and guitar playing with the jazzies and I had and and I had to sound like a full. I had to Mm -hmm. make it sound full
2: that's the best school right there (laughs) yeah that's better than any college any lessons (laughs) when you're on stage spotlight on you and you're the only polyphonic instrument on stage yeah and like you said you have to make the chords make sense
3: yeah and then play leads with chords and you know translate the transitions you know with yeah can we find some of that material online oh man i'm sure i mean i'm I'm sure i haven't looked for that but yeah i mean some of the five spot stuff is definitely there I want to see some of the uh, overseas stuff because man, we yeah. were playing some really, 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 really big. Oh man, Jazz Cafe. Oh
2: yeah. In London, wow. we played that. You jazzy know, fats.
3: Jazzy fat nasties. The jazzy fat nasty. Yeah, man, and we played a few, you know, like overseas festivals, like North Sea Jazz yeah, Festival and like all Montreux, that. Sure. Montreal. Yep. Yeah, yeah. All that. All that. Wow, yeah. Lasso, all that. Right.
2: Right.
3: Yeah. Very fresh. So
2: then after, so you're a young teenager, and then and then when did you kind of you know establish yourself as like okay now I know what I'm doing when when did
3: that happen? I, mean, I, think that, I don't know that happened yet yeah no <laughs> <laughs> I don't know did that ever, ever happened I
2: mean, maybe rephrase it like uh, where you feel comfortable yeah. in certain ven- avenues tough that's ones. a tough one man because you know,
3: <laughs> know I'm the kind of person I'm always reassessing what I'm doing and trying yes. to get better every day it's like the snake just shedding skin every day but I'll, yes. I'll, to try to answer the question probably um, before I moved to LA um, I started to get a I grasp on, you know, what my thing was, you know, and was like, what how I was gonna do it and all that. So yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So and then what was the impetus
2: for moving to L.A.? Like, what did you do here?
3: Yeah. Well, I was working with Eminem, and then um, I met oh, Dre, that. and you know, uh, I was I had been going back and forth to L.A. a lot, you know, and he hit me a few times, and I I wasn't in L.A. And I was like, "You already know." I was like, "You know what?" Learn that lesson quick. Huh? I said, "This ain't gonna happen," but so many times. Yeah, so yeah. I, you know, I you know, I had already wanted to come to LA, and yeah. um, I was just like, "You know what? I, I got to go there because I, I want to make sure that I take advantage of this opportunity." And, and when that happened, man, it was just it was, you know, I was I was in there with with him, and it, it's been nonstop. So it's awesome. How many
2: years have you been working with Dre?
3: Man, probably since two thousand and what twelve? Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. nice, man. Yeah, he's dope, man. He's one of the greatest, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Icon.
2: Once again, folks, there's a fine line between arrogance and confidence, right? Well, somewhere in that mix, you have to have a good dose of humility, but you also have to have a good sense of who you are and what your skills are. Listen, I think we can all learn from this topic and this subject We have to figure out the perfect formula for all of these elements to live within ourselves so that when we represent ourselves to the world with our music, we don't come across as just some jerk. (laughs) But we're genuine. You know what I mean? We're genuine, humble, relatable. And I think Kurt has done a great job
0: at doing just that. Subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts
4: Tell us a little bit about that.
2: What it's like to work with Dre? What is that like? I mean, it's
3: dope, man. He's just, you know, he's very smart musically. You know, he loves music. He's he's just passionate about what he does, and you know, he lets us do our thing. He respects everyone in the room, and it's just great, man. Nice. It's the best situation. Yeah. What was
2: the first session like? Were you nervous?
0: Because yeah, I know at of some course. points, yeah.
2: But at some yeah. points, as career musicians, we don't get nervous as much because you know. We almost get uh, how do you, you know we get accustomed to it, right? Yeah,
3: but the studio's different, man. The studio is uh, such an in- intimate it part right. of of making music and playing notes. So right. this, I don't really get nervous on the stage, you know. I, but in the studio, you can overthink some things, or you know, mm-hmm. you can you can hear tones and you're like oh, I want this to mm-hmm. feel a different oh, way, yeah. you know. You know, so. Yeah, probably. I was probably nervous for a little while at yeah. first, but after a while, you figure out how to like trust, you know, your gut and trust what you do and that's execute right. it, and you know, you find your place.
2: That's right. Yeah. Is he the type of cat that likes to track live bands, or do you do find yourself doing more overdub sessions?
3: Uh, it just depends, bands, man. Whatever, depends whatever what is. the room's feeling. Yeah. 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 It's hard. To, it's so. But that's so
2: cool that he does everything. Yeah, He's vast. Yeah, man. You know? And a writing session with him, is it is it the type of thing where you say, hey, man, I came up with this riff? Or does it yeah. happen organically sometimes? I mean, whatever, I think, man. Yeah. I mean,
3: everyone just kind of does their thing. And, like, you know, it's just... Start
2: vibing next yeah, thing you know.
3: It's, it's so open, man. That's the great thing that's about, cool. like, even, like, how I got started. You know, just being able to be in so many different genres of music. I'll bring a lot of those attributes to sessions, whoever I'm working with, and just... Yeah. It comes in handy, you know what I mean? To right. To have a few tricks, you know. To have the tools. Yeah,
2: yeah. I always call it the tools of the trade, man. You need it. So some of those tools for you, like you said, you got into jazz, but you, you learned church music early on. Yeah. But then you hit the club scene, so you got Motown and the Philly sound. Yeah, you man. You got the
3: soul sound. The soul sound. What else you
2: got in your toolbox? A man. bunch of stuff, I know. Yeah,
3: yeah, man. Jazz. Well, I went to school for jazz, uh, jazz drums and piano.
2: Totally different than I,
3: guitar. I, I was a straight-ahead jazz drummer at Wayne Patterson University. How the heck did you land on guitar then? Well, the church that I grew up in, guitar was like the primary instrument, you know. Wow. So I knew I I knew that I was going to play guitar. You know, you just it, had it's it. just that's you know, it was embedded in me, you know. So th- I, I picked up the piano because you know I just wanted to broaden my sense of like how I could reach into my toolbox and pull yeah. this out. You know, I studied a lot of like you know. Like Bill Evans, Oscar P- I used to go to sleep to P- Oscar Peterson. Wow, you know, uh man, yeah. I love the speed, you know. Yeah,
2: and,
3: so uh, clean and Yeah, just like every note, punchy, with- you know, like a punch in the gut, yeah. yeah. Uh and then uh, you know, Bill Evans and, you know, um uh man like Chikria, yeah, you know, Herbie, yeah, yeah. you know, all those guys, all man, those like guys. and then I went through my horn phases and you know, I would study horn players and right. You know, I just consumed as much music as possible and then I started listening to rock, you know, and then the tones, you know, and the amps and
2: totally different. And
3: I'm still falling down that wormhole yeah, yeah. right now. <laughs> That's, yeah.
2: That's what we were just talking yeah. about, amps. <laughs> yeah. Like, we, you walked into my studio and you're like, no, you got this head, you got that, you got yeah. this And it's funny because that is a never ending wormhole, just like all of the you know
3: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. L- lanes and music.
2: You could yeah. just, especially now at YouTube. You ever find yourself you know, stuck to three or four in the morning going out of YouTube? Yeah. On a, yeah. Like, what am I doing? I know I should be sleeping right now. Yeah. <laughs> this, yeah.
3: It's crazy. <laughs> looking yeah. at amps, looking at compressors. Yeah, I know. Pedals. Yeah. It's...
2: All right. So, so you're out here in LA. You started working with Dre. You've been working with Eminem. You came up with Adam. So the exposure, I've got to be honest, Kurt, the exposure is really high. From the get-go, man. Not many cats are that fortunate to have that kind of high exposure mm-hmm. from the get.
3: Yeah, no, I, I get it. I
2: don't know if you've ever reflected on that, but that's a, that's really cool that you had those opportunities. But it's one thing to get the opportunity.
3: Mm-hmm. It's
2: another thing to keep getting by getting invited back. Yeah. So yeah. as a career musician yourself, and now, of course, you're moving on to artistry, which we'll get... What are some of the, the, you know, what's your M.O.? What are some of the philosophies that you believe in to be, like, a really successful, you know, career musician?
3: Man, my opinion, um, (laughs) I drove myself crazy a lot. And what I mean by that was I always made sure that I pushed myself to the limit to never be comfortable with, like, the old things that I knew how to do. Meaning um Adam thinks I'm crazy because he, he would always make a joke about me. Be like, "Man, you're always changing up your rig," and mm-hmm. you know. And one of the and I would always say, "Well, man, I want to get used to being un- uncomfortable." That's you right. know, like the guy that says, "Hey, man, I only know how to use my Marshall stack and my Boss pedal," and you know, I'm not. I'm just gonna stay with that. Hey. Some people may argue my point and say, "Well, if it sounds good, why, why change anything?" And yeah, you're, I feel you, but I don't know because, like, when technology is changing, the world's changing around you, and I feel like you may possibly wake up one day and everything's to- so totally different, and you're you're too far out of you miss this. The, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, like yeah, you know, yeah. so so you got to be used to at least learning new things. So that's right. I, I feel like that that's one of the things that kept me, you know at least interesting to people you know what i mean like i i you know when the fractals came out i was on that you know and new pedals you know i would know how to use this you know just knowing how to like program things with my guitars and my amps and my pedal boards and stuff like that and just and just being knowledgeable about and not even just if you're a guitar player not not just being knowledgeable about a guitar but like knowing about dolls knowing about compressors knowing about being a valuable person in in the room will keep you you know coming back you know even if they don't you know so when someone asks something like you know hey man what, what do we do about this and if you're just like oh you know what guys i checked this out the other day and I f- this is kind of cool and this worked for me you know right, right. i feel like you know just being a student of music you know and just right. learning as much as you can and consuming as much as you can is gonna gonna make you a valuable uh asset in the room with anybody and being humble about it as well you know so
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Download, subscribe, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your favorite podcast platforms.
0: Follow The Career Musician at Facebook, Instagram, and sign up for The Career Musician newsletter at thecareermusician.com.
1: Want to learn more about a particular topic? Tag at The Career Musician and use hashtag Career Musician to let us know what you'd like to hear.
0: You're listening to The Career Musician Podcast with your host, Nomad Go to PantheonPodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win.
1: And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch
0: package. And guess what, Rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S.
2: One thing I like to, I'm so glad you (laughs) said that about pedal boards, I build a pedal board before a gig sometimes. Yeah. Like literally for the, the off, gig, I'll wake up. I well, said, "What gig do I have today?" Yeah, fucking, I'm gonna go build a pedal. Board. <laughs> so I go in my garage and I literally, I have a pedal board set up, a building station in my garage. And when I say building, I don't mean like I mean, I Dave it. Friedman right, professional. Right, yeah. I mean like nomads rigging it up kind of yeah you know some gaff tape and you know <laughs> just the way i could do it you know and it's so much fun because then you get to the gig and you're like whoa what's this oh wow that's neat oh yeah. this is neat well yeah. then if one doesn't work and you have to take a solo you're like oh my yeah. god yeah. and you're like trying to push the cables and it's exciting right it, is. it keeps you fresh it keeps you fresh you know and then you yeah. discover new sounds yeah sometimes you just hit one note and yeah. the sustain is so intense you're like okay yeah I can, I can Santana this all night Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: That's fun I love talking to another guitar player But especially somebody who's passionate And I love the fact that you're so well versed I was always one of the guys to say to myself I want to learn how to play drums really well Piano really well Mm -hmm. Strings really well But I never did Uh, I always heard it in my mind So now I do it in the digital realm Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But to actually be able to play bebop on the drums And Bill Evans on the piano And guitar That's huge bro That's a lot of work
3: You've been busy. I wish I sometimes I wish I didn't play as many, you know. Well, nowadays I wish I didn't play as many because you know, like now I'm like, hey, I, I want to sound like Joe Bonamassa this day, mm-hmm. and I want to, you know, I want to mm. sound, you know, like uh, 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 George Benson on this yes. day, and you know, and I want to sound like you know, it's and that can be hard if you just it's play guitar. On your own psyche, like, right? Yeah, yeah. You drive
2: yourself nuts. Yeah with just guitar. I yeah. can't imagine with all these other.
3: Yeah, it's I wish, you know, I just wish I wish I could be all those guys on guitar and then all the guys I want to be on piano and all the guys I want to be you know, on dr- it's you know, I wish, you know, I wish I could do it, man. I really want to do. It. I would love to do it. I don't think it's yeah. physically possible.
2: But this is a good segue. So what made you say, okay, cuz you've been writing in the field in this field with Dre for a while, right? Mm-hmm. So you've been writing, like, what type of song? You write a lot of R&B and, and rap stuff? Or what, what What have you been writing over the years?
3: Um, or
2: is it literally all over the road?
3: It depends on what box I'm in at the moment. Okay. Adam and I, we had a boy rock man called Franklin Bridge. That's interesting. You got to check some of that stuff out. It's, old, It's you know, it's older now. But... I've
2: heard that name. I do, I do yeah. Yeah, but
3: we, we had that, and that was just like rock stuff, you know. It was kind of nice. like pop rock with... You know uh r and b vocal melodies it was nice. really good
0: yeah.
3: um and then um I've always stayed in that whole like rock blues oh, like cool. singer songwriter uh um bag, if you will, yeah, but you know when I would come out of that I would collaborate with my friends and they were always doing r and b and so that's where the r and b wow. side comes from so that's what you'll you'll see where I wrote songs for uh estelle and um nice uh wrote a song with miguel for jaheen called finding my way back that was my first grammy nomination wow um and then i wrote some a record for um uh, uh let it See as well nice wrote some songs for uh, eric roberson and um um uh, what's his name the other guy kenny ladle those guys yeah, i was yeah. super you know yeah super young doing that but yeah. Those are the R and B pockets that I was able to fall in, just from being around right. the roots and all the neo soul guys there. Yeah. So, but that was that other side. But as far as like the other side of what I was doing was always like the singer songwriters, the John Mayer's, the yeah. you know the, the rock, you know, kind of like melodic rock type stuff. And, and is all that.
2: that the bridge that brought you to
3: being? a country country artist the funny thing is man the country thing just came from the church man like when I tell you this church that I spent the first 19 years of my life in sounded like you know like just country uh, just uh, like the soulful twist that yes it sounded like a country uh, uh, bluegrass that's what I was looking for very bluegrass very country very Americana type sounding soul music so man that that was embedded better me first, really. That's cool. So everything else was just a trip a, a trip out of that. So, so you came back to so the original. I'm basically just finished. I'm just, yeah. this, is, this is a full circle Closing right the now. loop. I'm closing the loop. And I'm so happy, man. I love That's doing cool. it. If country music wasn't popular right now, yeah. I'd still be still doing do it. If it was you. no such thing as pop country right now, or if nobody knew about Nashville or anything, I guarantee you... I would still be in Nashville right now, painting and walking up and down the street trying to say, hey, man, I need to do this. Yeah. Yeah, because I really, I just love it that much, man.
2: And remember, I always used to say you have to decide what you want to be, a sideman musician in the backing band, backing up artists, or if you want to be the artists themselves. Well again, Kurt is a great example of somebody who has morphed from sideman into artist. Now you could come out knowing from the beginning at 15 that, man, I'm an artist, but I can really play my instrument. So I'm going to go back up some other artists, try to earn a little living here, make a career and then morph into an artist. That's what Kurt has done. That's what I am doing and have done and many others, I'm sure. However, there's lots of career musicians out there that just want to be the sideman and there's nothing wrong with that. That is a beautiful thing, and there's a fine art to really knowing how to do that to its fullest. On the other side, there are some people who have musical talents and say, you know what? I never want to play for anybody else. I just want to do my own music. And that's a beautiful thing as well. So there is no right or wrong. Just try to figure out where you fall in these categories. And you know what? It might not be that clear, but that's okay. As time goes on, you will begin to develop and it will cultivate itself. And the truth shall be revealed.
0: Blasting the stereotype of musicians. Follow us at the Career Musician Podcast.
2: And again, for you to have all the experience in all these different walks of life and different instruments mm-hmm. within music to know that that's your spot.
3: Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, I think it's perfect timing now. You know, I think that I, I appreciate how open-minded they are now and how they're like, you know, allowing so many sonic attributes to that genre now i think it's good and i think it's you know it's a perfect time and i've been able to produce some stuff for some super super small artists man they're super super small you know up and coming but i love it man it's just fun i get to do my thing over it and spread a little paint hopefully where it ain't and see what happens you know that's awesome
2: I like that analogy spread and paint. That's good. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, man. Dude,
2: so all right, so any any golden rules, man, that you have for the next generation aspiring, you know, career musicians, what do you say? You already laid a lot of wisdom on us, but Yeah, man, I would just say
3: particular? I would say, man, be as humble as you can, but also be as much of a badass as you can when it's time to be a badass. Right. Um, a lot of people are gonna you know, tell you that something's not good enough, or you know, or or uh, you know, it say ain't it again, or, please. A, say that again. A lot, a lot of people will tell you that something's not good enough, you know, or yes. And you just gotta remember that there could be a few reasons why they're telling you that. Maybe they have their own motives, or maybe. They just don't know, like most label it's people. They just, just don't know. They're just not. They don't know. So what you're doing. So the best thing you can do is just be humble and keep coming back, and just be like, "Hey, I understand that you feel like this may not work, but you may feel different about it tomorrow." Uh, and I, you know, and you know, just keep coming back and just keep sharpening your skill, and just be humble, but be confident when you step on that stage, man. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I would say, man, this is the thing that helped uh, Adam and myself. Find your click. Here's the thing. I know you've heard this so many times, but there's so much strength in numbers. Mm. Perception can change like this. Mm. You can walk into an office and say, hey, I got this burger that I made. It's really good, and I think you should try it. They're going to think you're crazy. They're going to go to the places they love to go to. But if you walk in with a bunch of people that are like, this burger is amazing, and they're drinking, and they look good, and you're, Mm. you're, you're walking in with someone else that they like, One of their homies or a girl that they think is cute or sexy or whatever. I don't care. Whatever the heck you can do to change the perception, do that. Find your clique, man. Find your clan and just make a lot of noise and be confident because, man, people just want what works. And if you can show that it it works and you're having a good time and you're humble about it and you're just killing it, you're going to get your chance that's everyone gets their chance man man. you just got to keep going you don't get a lot of no's we all get them i get them all the time i get no's every day yeah you know but yeah you know
2: it's perseverance yeah and just being disciplined to keep up with the consistency right
3: yeah that's what i would say man just get your crew and just that's awesome and make some noise don't roll along just get just roll up about five or ten and all y'all just be badasses you know yep Ain't nobody going to the gym by themselves. But if you call me Kurt, I, I thought you said we were going to the gym this morning. I'm gonna be like, oh, man, I gotta get up. All right, all right, all right let's go, let's go. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I would say, man. Wow, yeah. that's excellent advice. Memorable moment? Yeah, me. Yeah, anyone mind, I know. There's a lot of. them. Oh yeah, man. Oh, Anything in particular man. stand out? Oh, man, so many, man. You know, like, dude, I remember, I remember when I was in college. And somebody gave me the this Prince Rave live DVD, the white one.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, when he had the blue suit on, or whatever. Guys, you gotta check. You gotta check that out. Whoever's listening to this, please check this out. I watched that DVD because I'm a huge Prince fan. Right. I, I love guitar players that can sing and play and entertain the crowd. That's my thing. Yes. I, I'm really huge on that. I love entertainers. Same so on. I watched that DVD. And I I watched him do his thing and a lot of you night, man. I'm in college, dude. I'm probably like sophomore year. I'm too I'm too old for this. Man, purple rain came on, dude, and it hit me that that that's that, that is what I wanted to do wow. in life. Now mind you, dude, I was I was a jazz major playing drums and playing piano. I played guitar, but just on gigs when I would go back and forth to wow. Philly and stuff, you know. People in, in college, my cows didn't even know that I played guitar yet. They had no idea. Wow. And I watched that DVD, man. And when he, when, he, when, he, when he went into that record, I just started crying. Wow. And I was just like, that's what I'm supposed to do in life. That was probably one of See, my most memorable moments I like ever. that.
2: That's, I like that because it was an internal memorable moment. moment and it relies on your own self and not someone else yeah you know people say oh when I played with Stevie Wonder when I met the yeah, president yeah yeah
3: when I yeah. Blah, blah
2: blah blah but yours is internal it's all on you yeah and that's awesome yeah because that means and for you to recall it like that and you were in what 19 maybe
3: dude yeah yeah I was a baby so, it hit me hard too. Glad my roommate didn't come in. That, that'd have been kind of weird. You <laughs> sitting there crying, crying over too. friends.
2: Are you eating chocolate ice cream too, bro?
3: Are you searching blouses? <laughs>
2: did your girlfriend just break up with you? <laughs> that's fine. Oh my yeah. No, that's good, man. That's incredible too. Yeah, man. Wow. So, all right, the future is what you're signing. You yeah. You, you don't have to divulge, but you you it. have some some good signing things on the table. Yeah. In the near future. Yep. And, and you're working on a record, an
3: yeah. album, rather? Yeah. Working on an EP right now.
2: An EP. Yeah. And it's going to be in the country yep. genre.
3: Country genre, Absolutely. And
2: you had something about that was related to a revolver.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. What was that called? Oh, I'd love to talk about that, man. Yeah. I got these hats. Is, do I have one on now? No, you yeah. had one in Nashville. Ah, yeah. so I got I got I got these ha- one of my logos uh, it's called one in the chamber one in the chamber thing. one in the chamber yeah I got merch online you know so yeah. I'm selling it but for me it's like um, you know you know, I'm a little mixture of like nice and like kind of hard boy whatever you want to call it, Good, I like it. but um, yeah I, I like the whole one in the chamber thing and for me it meant like have something in the chamber or you know have like a dream a goal you know what I mean mm-hmm. like have something you know what I mean like mm-hmm. keep Keep yourself motivated, you know what I mean? Always have a plan, always have a goal, you know what I mean? Right. So, that's for me, that's what the whole one is like. So, that's same. all
2: it is. It's just, no, yeah, no, that's, I mean, it's based on your philosophy Yeah, it's my
3: thing, you I know. I love that. Yeah, again, it's my When thing, I say
2: yeah. that's all it is, I'm not belittling yeah. it. I think it's amazing because, again, people would be like, oh, yeah, it's a tour I did, With or the gu- yeah. it's an album. You know, oh, yeah. No, no, no. It's a philosophy that you live by.
3: It's a philosophy, man.
2: It's one of your modus operandi, if you will, mm-hmm. right?
3: Yep. It's yep. F- for
2: you. Oh, yeah. Amazing,
3: dude. I man, I love doing interviews, man. It's this fun. I cool. love talking to people, man. Yeah. I love sharing information. I mean, whatever I can share, I, you know.
2: I believe in yeah. that too, man. Yeah. You know? Kurt, it's been awesome, dude. Thank you for having me, man. My man. I really appreciate yeah. it. Seriously.
3: Fellow career musician. Thank you so much, yes, man. Sir. Love you guys. Hope Absolutely. You, we didn't bore you. Hopefully, you no, enjoyed no, no. our conversation. And your main social, your website? Yeah, website, which Kurt, is KurtChambers.com. Yeah, yep. Okay, and, uh, and you can find uh, Instagram and all that from there. My Twitter yeah. is Kurt the Rock Boy. That's the only tricky thing, Kurt the Rock Boy. But whatever, man. Talk Stop me it. on the street, man. Stop. You can find me on uh, in Trader Joe's. You can find me at <laughs> Whole Foods. Just okay, you go. hit me up and talk to me. But if you talk to me too long, I'm gonna ask you to make me some chicken sausage, so because I love to eat. So. <laughs>
0: The Career Musician, keeping musicians informed and up-to-date on news that affects their music careers.
1: The goal of The Career Musician Podcast is to provide valuable insight aimed at supporting working musicians. Please show your support by listening, downloading, subscribing, sharing, liking, and leaving a review.
0: Add The Career Musician to your playlist on Spotify.
1: The Career Musician Podcast is a member of the Pantheon Podcast Network the first all-music-based podcast collective. For more info, visit PantheonPodcasts.com.
2: I'm just a nomad, nowhere man Writing the songs in this one-man band I know